the first thing a reason for being does is it declares the value that you create. Now, that value isn't about money and it's not about what you think. It's about what your customers care about. Ready to clarify the reason for being for your business? That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. You know, one of the things about being a business owner is you start this process and you have an idea in your head what you think that business is going to be about, which sometimes things change and very often we forget to tell other people what the reason was that we started our business to begin with. And that's what we're going to talk about today, developing a reason for being for your business. And so I am delighted to have Mike Wittenstein with us today. He's the Story Miners Managing Partner, an IBM's former visionary, a digital agency founder, and a five-time professional services entrepreneur who speaks four languages. We're going to ask him to keep this one just to English. Mike helps leaders find profitable opportunities, sharpen their ideas, win support from their teams, and create more value for their customers. Mike, welcome to the show. It's so good to be here. And I love the name. More than a few words, it means I get to talk. (laughs) Yes, you do. And I get a sense that you and I kind of share that. Before we get started, I'm curious, what four languages? English was my native language. Portuguese, I learned as an exchange student in Brazil. Spanish, I just kind of picked up by taking two classes in college. It's so close to Portuguese. And Russian, my high school school teacher was a former spy. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, we don't have too many followers in Russia, though I do have some throughout Latin America. So if you want to switch over and say hello every now and then in Spanish or Portuguese, that's fine. (laughs) But we'll keep the comments to English. Oi, gente. Tudo bem. And that means... Hey, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Awesome. Okay. So let's really talk about what I invited you here today to talk about, which is reason for being. When I hear that, where I think you're going with it, but why don't you clarify and define that for my audience and then talk maybe a little bit about how that's different from just a mission statement. Oh, perfect question. Well, let's start with mission statements. Most of them are done in too little time with too much beer. And they get checked off the list and boom, that's our mission statement. And the leaders proudly proclaim something that often doesn't make a lot of sense and doesn't mean very much to the, to the customers. A reason for being, in my opinion, and, and I was taught by a guy named Steve Heckel, who's one of my favorite mentors when I was at IBM. Um, he explains a reason for being as the North Star for a company. It's what you set sail by. I've heard people describe it also as the DNA, you know, your deoxyribonucleic acid. That, that's where we get to do a few more words. We get to say stuff like that on your podcast. <laughs> so DNA is kind of like what you're programmed to do. So if you have the DNA of a giraffe, you can't be a polar bear and you can't become a hammer. You have to be a giraffe. And that's true of the business. If you're a dry cleaner, you can't be a plumber. You have to do what clients expect a dry cleaner to do. So no matter how free ranging you think your ideas are and how amazing and great they are, you're only allowed to do what your customers want you to do. So here's the first thing you need to remember. 
a reason for being isn't yours. It's your customer's. I love that because it's very, very close. I'm, I'm an old marketing geek. And one of the very first books I read was Reason Trout on positioning statements. And they said that your brand isn't something you control. It's what exists in the mind of your customer. And so I think that goes very much hand in hand with what you're saying about the reason for being. Your business doesn't get to exist if people aren't going to pay you money and they aren't going to pay you money if your reason doesn't solve their problem. Yeah. So let's dig into that a little bit more. Then we'll talk about how to make one, which I bet everyone mm -hmm. would like to know how to do. So the book that you're talking about, I think, was called Focus um, by Al Reese. The really cool thing about that book, like you said, is it's one thing for you to say something. It's another thing for others to believe it and even more to act on it. So if, mm -hmm. you're, if you say, I'm the greatest roof repairer in the Southeast, you can say that all day long, but until you repair enough roofs in a great enough way that other people award you that positioning in their head, it doesn't matter. All right, let's go back to reason for being. A reason for being needs three parts. And if you're driving, you might want to pull over and write this down or listen in again. And if you're mowing the yard, you might want to turn off your lawnmower and get ready to take a couple of notes. The first thing a reason for being does is it declares the value that you create. Now that value isn't about money and it's not about what you think. It's about what your customers care about. And believe it, believe me when I tell you, it's not just about the money. They might want convenience, friction-free, security, heirloom value. They might want to be noticed or heard. They might want to feel safe and secure. All of those are valid definitions for value. Most, most clients want multiple kinds of value from you. Like think about it as simply as getting a babysitter. You want somebody to keep your kids safe, but you also don't want your kids to feel threatened and you want the homework done. And if they take care of the dog and the kids don't break anything, including themselves and the dishes get done, that's even better. So value is in the eye of the buyer. So a reason for being is all about the value you create for your client. The second thing a reason for being needs is a statement of whom you serve. So going back to the example of roofer, if you say, we serve people who have roofs or roofs, depending on where you're from, um, that's not a very clear description. What if it was, we serve clients who need to reinstall a roof after a natural disaster? Oh my gosh, that's very tight. And all of a sudden, your brain can go click, 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 and you realize speed is important, protection of things inside the home after a roof has been damaged is important, working with insurance companies is important, you know? So you probably mm -hmm. wouldn't get by with a, a tagline based on a reason for being that says, big, beautiful tile roofs. You'd need something that would say, fast service, guaranteed results, you know, financing available, that kind of stuff. All right. Mm -hmm. And the third thing that your reason for being needs after the value it creates and who it serves is a statement about what your clients are going to do with what you give them. What's in it for them? In other words, how are they using you? And I don't mean using you in an abusive way, but using you means if you're going to give them A, they're going to create B with it. Like if you, if you sell somebody raw yarn, you know, on a spindle, 
they're going to turn it into sweaters and caps and gowns and, you know, backdrops for Zoom videos or whatever they're going to do with it. They need to create value. So your reason for being needs to have those three things in it. And that's actually how you make it. But the really cool thing, Lorraine, is that when you start operating your business using a reason for being, you start acting differently and it draws customers to you like a magnet. And the reason for that is that the biggest promise you can make with your brand is the one you keep with your business. And people will talk about that. It's so simple. It boils down everything in your business to a very, very tight definition of what are you creating? Who are you creating it for? And then why they care about it. And if you keep that front and center, everything gets easier from developing marketing to maybe even recruiting employees. What do you think about talking about that reason for being with new and potential employees? Oh, it's it's filter number one. You tell it to everybody, every partner, every vendor, every client, every supporter, every marketing partner and affiliate. They all need to know how you're wired and how to work you, especially employees. If they don't like the reason for being or don't resonate with it, end of interview. Well, not only I think end of interview, but I think especially if you've had employees around for a while and you start kind of really clarifying this message, if they don't get on board, you're never going to be able to deliver on that promise because they're your front line. Exactly. So one of the one of the greatest things that you can do or the reason for being is make sure that it works for your employees, your clients, and your shareholders equally well. Each group will see something different in it. You know, like, like Nike's reason for being, or it's really just a tagline, just do it. It works for everyone. Absolutely. But they've had time to read into it what they think it means to them. And the Nike brand is filled with hundreds of stories and ads and repetitions and internal meetings and processes and brand guidelines and so on that help reinforce that to make it real. But as an owner, whether you own a dry cleaner or a mobile pet grooming salon or anything, your job is to drive a stake in the ground and say, this is who we are, what we do, whom we serve, and why it matters, and let others react to you. At the end of the day, it is your business. But remember, if you don't serve your customers' needs, they won't let you keep your business. So it's a two-edged sword. Absolutely. Mike, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. My pleasure. Great to meet you. This was a lot of fun, and I'm going to encourage all of my listeners to check out storyminers.com. There'll be a link in the show notes so they can learn a little bit more about what you do. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.